Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senor. Suffering from an Eminem hangover. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, under the tutelage of our general manager. Yeah. I don't know. Competing narratives. Competing narratives is our general manager. Yes. It really is, honestly. But, uh, I don't know. Just, uh, everybody's don't know. siloed and listening to what they want to listen to. And, you know, that's fine. I don't care. Go you ahead. Want, Good you, luck. I'll be dead soon, America. Good luck. You want to hear the scariest thing? Scarier than anything you saw on Halloween last night? Tomorrow, the Fed is raising the rates another three-quarter of points. Yeah. Well, this weekend, we fall back, right? So it's going to be dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) Boo! So what will the interest rate be? So it's like a little over seven already? It's going to be dang near eight. You're talking about, like, mortgage rates or... Yeah, just the general everything. The general everything. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal ought to report on that on a daily basis, so you know where it's at, huh? Yeah, you know, it affects your credit cards, your house, obviously. That's what gets the most headlines. But And then, and then this is what doesn't get enough headlines, is what the monthly interest payment on the federal debt goes to. That's what should be the headline uh-huh. every time they raise the interest rate. What yes, are we, indeed. What are we now paying for per month for, uh, for the 30... Two trillion dollars we've racked up. Are we just two weirdos? I mean, clearly, yes. But uh, are we just two strange humans? Or how can there be no constituency for reporting on that? Where are the people who are curious about it? Who want to say, hey, you remember all that money we spent 
that we didn't have? Here's what it's costing us now. And we're not doing anything about it, so it's going to be foisted on the children and grandchildren. Is it that nobody in the media has any freaking kids or what? I just, I don't get how, this is the only story that matters ultimately. And it's completely ignored. Well, have you ever engaged in short-term thinking in your life? Well, absolutely. I have, and I look back on it and think, what was I thinking? That was stupid. That was stupid. Um, But uh, there were people in my life willing to say, hey, that's kind of stupid. I think that uh, just as a nation, we're doing that. We're doing like 25-year-old Jack. That's what we're doing. Um, It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Well, again, the great Rush Limbaugh, before he passed, said, you know, there's really not a constituency for fiscal conservatism anymore. And by conservatism, I mean by modern standards, I don't know, only spending 10% more than you take in is fiscal conservatism. Yeah. Just don't get it. Um, here's the way out. This for me, because I'm, I'm going to be the winner. Uh, the Powerball is $1.2 billion for tomorrow night, because nobody won last night. So it's going to be $1.2 billion. Oh, now you got so my attention. That's my way out of all this. Hell yeah. Uh, I got a plan. Do you have a plan? I got a plan. Hope is not a plan. I've Again, got a plan. Buy a lottery be- ticket. Between my age and my upcoming lottery win, the rest of you can go to hell. I mean, <laughs> good luck. You run into the country, into the ground, go ahead. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I'll be on some island with, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and various starlets. Powerball. <laughs> Lolling about with our big bellies hanging out, sipping champagne, eating caviar. Maybe Kanye. Kanye will be there until, you know, he can't afford it anymore and we have to kick him out. <laughs> So sorry, Kanye. You understand, I'm sure. Um, here's, here's the most interesting thing happened uh, on Halloween, and I'll have to tell some Halloween stories later. It was uh, uh, chock full of uh, family, wholesome Halloween goodness. That's fabulous. Way too much candy. I feel like candy is more freely given out than it was when I was a kid. And then and, and look around you at all of us, and does that surprise me? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest thing that happened last night. They went to an old woman's house who was handing out oranges, and uh, some of the kids didn't take them, said no thanks. And uh, me and uh, parents of my son's best friend were, no, no, if somebody offers you something, you say thank you and take it. But um, uh, <laughs> oranges, and the kids were all so unhappy about that. Henry says, it's like going to the grocery store with your grandpa or something. What kind of Halloween is this? <laughs> he got, wow. His first two ounces, he got an orange and a little bag of trail mix. <laughs> People are trying, there must be some sort of movement in that neighborhood to give the kids healthier uh, fare. Yeah, and it's funny. I've reached, a, I've reached a point in my life where, yeah, hey, thanks for the orange. That's an awesome idea. I'll have yeah. me an orange in the midst of all this com- factory generated fake sugar. But uh, that was hilarious. The kid's reaction to getting an orange. <laughs> um, you know, I uh, just uh, on that theme, I flew back and forth, big golf trip recently, and uh, spent some time in an airport and watched the humans go by. And we have a serious problem in this country. Speaking of things nobody wants to talk about. Oh, that's right. Fat acceptance is the thing. You're not. You're supposed to congratulate people for being unhealthily overweight. Okay, again. The modern era. It's odd. It takes some getting used to. So you were traveling at the airport and you noticed that uh, the average human is larger than we used to be. Uh, Just that the number of the percentage of people who are grossly obese is shockingly high. Yeah, it really is. Well, and, and one can presume, I think, 
says a guy who says things like one can presume. That's I was you'd have to know my mom. That's that's the way we talked in my house. I'm I'm a doofus, but my mother spoke beautifully. And so I picked it up. Anyway, one could presume that the average traveler is somewhat more affluent than uh, the average person. And the poorest 20% of Americans are the fattest 20%. So, like, the the richest vein to tap to see really fat people walk by weren't even there at the airport. Wow. I reckon such you're such a buzzkill. You're I, telling charming stories about candy and oranges. <laughs> I reckon you're right because that's the way I grew up talking. I yeah. reckon, I reckon you are right. And uh, yeah, all you gotta do is look around. But there's way more candy than there used to be. Here's the most interesting thing that happened uh, on Halloween to me is um, somebody said, uh, "How you doing?" or something like that. I don't remember why I said this, but I said ah, it could be worse. I could be attacked with a hammer in the middle of the night. So. Daughter. And uh, and well, humor ripped from today's headline. Exactly, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I, I turned I turned a conversation on something that would be a common point of knowledge for everyone. Ripped from today's headlines. Well played. And uh, and there was kind of a chuckle and 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 one guy and I don't know these two people's politics, but I I guarantee they're not MAGA. I mean, I guarantee that. And I would assume. Uh, left, but one of them said, "Yeah, something doesn't add up with that story, does it?" He said, "Yeah, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, but uh, yeah, something doesn't that." And I thought, "Wow, hmm. that's interesting to me." So it's not just Tucker Carlson last night. Uh, people thinking yeah, there's something weird about this story. I, that that shocked me. That actually shocked me. Well, that is interesting. Uh, yeah. I I think the only weird thing about the story is that you've got a just flamingly crazy guy. Doing crazy stuff happened. I don't. Just the whole. There's something else going on here, and I can turn you on to it. Well, the thing. It's such a cottage industry these days. Oh yeah, definitely. It's the not thi- a cottage industry. It's an industry on par with General Motors. Well, the thing every, that, that both people brought up, and it was the first thing I thought, and I think it's one of the first things everybody thought. The, re, the what's driving a lot of the what's going on here is just who would have guessed you could get into the Pelosi's house? I mean, that just mm-hmm. that's 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 the big thing for me. Everything else is perfectly possible. That just seems really, really weird. But man, the details, the latest details that are out, he was going to break her kneecaps. He was going to he was going to ask her a question. Tell her she has to tell the truth. He assumed she would lie. And then he was going to break her kneecaps. That was his plan. What kind of so, plan is that? So that she would be rolled out in front of Congress and the other Congress people would see uh, what happens if you lie. Weird, man. What a weird. Of course, he's a crazy. He's completely crazy. You can't yes. leave that out of the story. He's completely crazy. Hippie, nudist, mentally ill, drug addict, illegal alien. The hammer attack happened in front of the police. Oh man, right. Pelosi was okay until the police got there. <laughs> then all of a sudden you're being attacked with a hammer. Well, it was go time. Yeah, apparently. From anyway, the perspective of the crazy nudist. We got more on that coming up. We should start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Rent is due. The, the rent is too damn high. The year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regulations. The show begins at Mark. Some business news in Elon Musk's first round of layoffs at Twitter. He reportedly plans to fire 25% of the company's workforce. Meanwhile, Facebook said, we're hiring. Everyone was like, no, thanks. (laughs) 
love the two guys who trolled the news. I finally really dug into that story, pretending they were fired Twitter uh, engineers and giving fake internet meme names and just, oh, what a it, great trollery. I, I, I can't believe I'm not doing this at this point. It's The media is so shoddy. And oh, yeah. uh, first of all, it's um, in such a hurry to get a story on about whatever the hot story is. And then secondly, it's full of uh, uh, poorly paid, inexperienced people at all levels. It'd be it, uh, whatever the hot story is. It'd be so easy to get on any TV station or cable show or whatever. So easy. Yeah, these two guys just showed up near Twitter headquarters with boxes and put a sad look on their face. Cardboard <laughs> boxes, as if they'd been sent packing like that minute. And that just the, the news media dopes just lapped it up. Hilarious. The reaction to the uh, story that he's going to fire some people at Twitter gives you an idea the way this whole thing is going to be covered. Just like something dangerously crazy is happening here. We should all be very afraid. Not just what happens anytime anybody buys a company. They often fire lots of people, certainly the CEO and everything. That's, that's as big a non-story as you could possibly have, but it was treated as darkly sinister over the weekend. Right, and the crybabies on the left, it's been so precious. I mean, like the Washington Post with their... Not uh, are you not willing to be on Elon Musk's Twitter? Here are some alternatives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of course he's going to turn it full Nazi, <laughs> absolutely top to bottom Hitler, Himmler, Sig Heil, swastikas all the time. Nazi Germany. The the talk over the weekend uh, regularly I heard the term and he already has purged the top management. Like Purge. Oh, good. Yeah, exactly. Good. That's so, nice. Yeah. So, so, oh, come on. <laughs> wow. Next what? Pogrom? Holocaust? <laughs> what? How does mailbag look? That's actually coming together pretty well. I'm pleased with it. Awesome. So we have lots to talk about. Yeah, the details from the hammer attack are something. Wow. Try not to have the misfortune of having a completely crazy person break into your house. Because uh, who knows what might happen. I, I will try yeah. to not have that happen. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am fighting through a mini Snickers bar hangover. Too much nougat. There's a nougat limit that we all have, and I, I think I crossed it. <laughs> nougat limit. What is nougat? It's hard to say. Nice job, nougat. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. It's one of my all-time favorites. It goes back a number of years from William F. Buckley, Jr., I'd rather entrust the government of the United States to the first 400 people listed in the Boston Telephone Directory than to the faculty of Harvard University. And that was when Harvard University was considerably more sane and well-balanced than it is now. I just read the other day that he regrets that that quote lived on. He doesn't like it. But it really? really stuck, and people love it. So that's kind it's of funny. It's a great quote. Isn't it something if you're like a really well-known wordsmith and you dash something off in a fit of something or other, and uh, and it ends up being <laughs> legendary? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's your mailbag. Email us. Email us. Some, drop us a line. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. 
couple of similar thoughts expressed by Paul on the uh, topic of the Paul Pelosi attacks. Is it time to have background checks and waiting periods to buy hammers? JT and Livermore, with the recent attack at the Pelosi mansion by a man wielding a hammer, is it time for sensible hammer control? Hmm? Sure enough. Steve from Eugene, Oregon. Frequent correspondent. Y'all hit on the key things that will come of this. Rational people will all say how horrible this was, no matter who the victim was. Nobody deserves something like this. What kind of security do the Pelosi's have that some crazy guy with a hammer can just walk in the back door? And finally, the usual suspects will pop up to try to tag this mental guy as a conservative MAGA Republican for partisan purposes. Uh, well uh, documented, Steve, or predicted or run down or whatever. It's absolutely true. You know, I thought I'd uh, jump over to this one real quickly because we get this question uh, semi-regularly. Jason writes, First off, I've never written to uh, your show or any other, but now that I get older, my children growing up in this crazy world, I feel more inclined to speak up. If you're, if you are so about what is right and what is wrong, then why do you allow Democrat advertising on your radio station that tells horrible, slandering lies about Republican candidates? Uh, a couple answers to that question. First of all, Jason, we are on dozens of radio stations and honored to be. Uh, we hope we're on uh, one where you live. And you think I have uh, the slightest idea which one you're listening to? I don't. Well, no, we we don't, sir. And and secondly, federal law says if you accept any political advertising, you essentially have to uh, accept all political advertising. You can't pick one party or the other as a federally licensed broadcast facility. So that's your answer. Yes, there's no, there's no choice. I guess the answer would be: Do you want to live in a world where all your media outlets decide which political ads are okay and which aren't? Gosh, oh, gee, oh, golly, I wonder which party they right. would choose to promote. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, moving along. Oh, uh, let's see. Steve writes, uh, guys, uh, Admiral Stavir- Stavridis talking about Ukraine. Did he make references to both the yep. Lord of the Rings yep. and the Game of Thrones in, in the same interview? <laughs> yes, he yes, did. Yes, he did. We we're going to play that huh. clip for you, but it's like 42 seconds long, and that's too long. Yeah, he, he did everything but drop a Dahmer and only murders in the building reference. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's a funny line. Well, well, well written. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, America's most clever uh, or or hipster uh, former admiral. Moving along on the uh, question of Jim Crow and Joe Biden. One could argue that Jim Crow began when black Republican congressmen lost their seats. It's ironic that Obama called Herschel Walker an ignorant, implying stupid. Some of the Democrats' criticism of black Republicans is more than racist. Not on policy, but lack of intelligence, lack of experience, corrupt Uncle Toms. Sounds like what Dems said in 1876. You know, I just, I kind of agree with you, but I think you need to be able to criticize uh, black people in government like you criticize white people in government. Any criticism of Obama was called racism. I think Maxine Waters is a dope. Not because I'm a racist, because she's a dope. So, yeah, I just, all's fair in love and politics. They got an election going on in Israel today. Netanyahu may end up in charge again. Wait, what? What? Uh, plenty of news of the day. Stay with us. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. 
They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't say a word. Who opened the door uh, for the police officers? And uh, one question. My second question is, how many times he was struck? One time with a hammer, not twice? So at this time, it's unclear which of the men opened the door. And uh, we are also still fleshing out how many times he was struck in the head. Now, we're going to try to get to uh, some of the latest details on the whole hammer attack story a little bit later in the show. And I've got a discussion I would like to have about political violence in general that is very confusing. All questions, no answers. No, it can't be in general. It's got to be my side, your side. Oh, right. And uh, proving how... One side is good and one side is evil. Well, yes, of course. My God. You never heard talk radio before? Oh, you know, <laughs> you know. usually they have to force me into the studio practically at gunpoint, but I'm really excited to do the show today. There's so many, so many, so many th- stories to talk about. I came across a great piece, well-researched and written. Today's Marxist leftists want to keep minorities trapped in perpetual dependence. Really well-described how that's... a. a stone-cold political philosophy. If you can keep people dependent, you'll keep their votes. Also, the New York Times, with two stories in a row about food and oil, 
talking about how corporations are making high profits in excess of their inflation-related costs and how the administration needs something to, to do something about it. They just have no understanding of business, of commerce, of the free market. It's just crazy. I'm not, I almost called it astonishing, but I'm not astonished anymore because it's practically a daily occurrence that they're just ignoramuses when it comes to business principles. And also, uh, if you think inflation's bad around her, take a look at Europe. Holy yeah. cow. Woo. They make our inflation look tame. Uh, so I wanted to get this on, though. We, we touched on this in hour four of the show that some folks get, some don't. You can always grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. If you happen to get a three-hour version of the show on, on your radio station or whatever, uh, we do four hours every single day. Um, and, and I wanted to get this on because it's so incredibly important. And, and Jack made the comment as we were discussing this that, you know, I haven't heard this anywhere else. And you're not going to for reasons that are utterly clear. Guidance from the National Health Service, the National Health Service of Great Britain, their famed, you know, socialized uh, health service. They've just issued a new draft guidance that abandons the gender affirmative model for the treatment of gender questioning youth. They are backing off transgender mania hard. Recognizing the potential for harms and finding no evidence of benefits to affirming a minor's self-declaration of transgender feelings with hormones or, God help us, surgery, they're now uh, saying non-invasive psychotherapy as the default treatment for youth struggling with gender dysphoria. They've found that in the vast majority of cases, when a little boy says or acts like they feel like a little girl, they want to dress up as a princess or play with dolls, or or you got a, a little girl who's a, a, you know a tomboy as we used to call them or whatever, and feels more like a boy than a girl, or is really confused and freaked out during puberty, which is a challenging time, especially for girls. The vast majority of those cases, they work themselves out. They're a phase. There's something a kid goes through. Now, there's more to this. No evidence of benefits, plenty of evidence of harm for affirming a minor's self-declaration with hormones. Puberty blockers will remain available for very minor or a very uh, small number of carefully selected cases only in regulated research settings. Um, The U.K. has never allowed transgender surgeries for minors and will not allow them going forward. No mastectomies for confused 15-year-old girls. None. Ever. Not allowed. The NHS went further, determining that social gender transition, which means adopting the minor's preferred name, pronoun, and gender role, like the schools will do without telling you right now, They've said that's actually a form of psychosocial intervention with potentially serious risks. This you have is the ahead, most sorry. interest this is the most interesting thing to me that I can't believe we haven't heard other places. Well, Nobody right. has been willing to say this out loud. Well, and if anybody with a lick of common sense takes a look at it, 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 this is what it actually is. You have a confused adolescent dealing with this stuff, surrounded by people encouraging them that they're probably transgender, and you have authority figures. From teachers to doctors to the uh, uh, Academy of Pediatrics, which is a far-left group in the United States, 
telling the kid, yes, 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 you are a little boy. You should get your breast removed. Absolutely. We're going to refer to you as he and Jimmy, and that's fine. That's good. I think this this is highly controversial in the United States, and uh, <clears throat> I'd be interested to see if this catches on at all. The idea that going along with a fourth grader who decides, uh, 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 who has been a... I'm just trying to stay out of who trouble. Who is a boy. I'm just trying to stay out of trouble here, people. Um, uh, who has been a boy for the first four years of school, now tells the teachers I want to be called she now. The NHS, which nobody has ever accused of being right-wing. No, this is not at all. government health care in Great Britain. Um, is saying, no, that's doing harm to them mentally, emotionally, to go along with it. Right. That's not just a, a, it's not a nothing. Again, it is a psychosocial intervention with potentially serious risks. And you know, it is not a neutral act. And I'm scared of this topic. I'll freely admit I'm scared of this topic because you can get your career in trouble fast on this topic. Um, Yeah. but I wonder if they've extrapolated that. To, uh, how about the other kids in the classroom who are trying to figure out the world and are 10 years old and are told they're supposed to call that kid they grew up with as a boy yeah, her now? What's it doing to their mental health? Well, not only that, but if they don't, they will be punished. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Never mind the teachers and administrators. Probably kicked out of school. You know, it's interesting you said, and you're, you're quite right, that it's this would be controversial in the United States. Uh, this would be utterly uncontroversial for 85% of the population. But it's that 15% angry, dangerous activist class that makes it, quote-unquote, controversial. And unfortunately, tragically... That that activist class is wildly overrepresented in, in uh, represented in where yeah education and media. Anyway, as the U.S. J- doubles down on gender affirming care, quote unquote, on the advice of groups like the American Academy of Pediatrics, there are growing efforts to move the affirmation upstream into schools. You know that the safe and inclusive thing for transgender and gender nonconforming students, you have to use their pronouns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, this author writes, under this guise of this cover of compassion, we're creating a school-to-clinic pipeline by, quote, affirming a child's, quote, gender identity is fixed and real. Adults can cement an otherwise temporary phase of confusion, distress, or innocent cross-gender play, transforming it into, quote, an identity and setting the child on a pathway to hormones and surgeries. You know, there's more on this, but it's... Uh, that's, well, it, that's some stunning stuff. That's you lose your job commentary right there out of the government-run health care of Great Britain. That's correct, yeah. The discrepancy between British and American approaches to childhood and adolescent gender dysphoria, the prevalence of which is skyrocketing, illustrates how out-of-step American medical organizations are within the evolving judgment of their counterparts in other more LGBT-friendly countries. Sweden and Finland, for example, which once used the gender-affirming approach, have since conducted systemic reviews of the evidence something no American medical organization has done, and decided to dramatically scale back hormonal interventions. The great socialist Nordic states have said, hey, no, don't give hormones to kids. 
Don't give puberty blockers to kids. For God's sake, don't perform surgeries on kids. They're going through a phase. And if that quote-unquote phase turns out not to be a phase, and you're an adult, and you have gender dysphoria, you decide to transition your gender, you have my support. God bless you. Go be happy. You have every right I do in the United States. God bless this wonderful country. Just not the children. That is really amazing. End of rant. If you quoted the NHS at at all kinds of different levels in the United States, you would be in serious threat of losing your job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would agree. That is that is that's that's amazing. Like I've been saying for a while about masks and school closures and various things and vaccines. When did we become Europe and they became us? <laughs> the way I grew up with it. Yeah, yeah. Just there's something about us that the the critical theory crowd. Um, and again, read James uh, Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose's Cynical Theories. It's a brilliant book. There's something about us that just it was fertile ground for that, for the radical left. But it's it's crazy. It is absolutely craziness. Remember for a cup of coffee when people like me were even saying, why don't we have a parliamentary system? I mean, that seems kind of cool with the whole, if you're unhappy with somebody you can get rid of. And then we see Great Britain have three prime ministers in seven weeks. And Israel today is having their fourth election in five years or is it five and four either way that's crazy mm-hmm. uh and i'm not i think that's a little too much instability and benjamin netanyahu might be back in charge again hey why not i've missed him joining in with the uh the right wing group now that's the way they were described to me by msnbc of course they call mitt romney right wing but i did uh, read some things from this group he's joining with to try to take back power that seem like they're they're uh they're 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 they're, they're jumping to get jumping Okay, fair enough. (laughs) But anyway, we got more to talk about on a whole bunch of different uh, topics, including a little uh, Halloween talk. Uh, Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, get this, I heard that nearly 150,000 pounds of chicken patties sold at Costco have been recalled because there might be plastic in it. 150,000 pounds of chicken. Thankfully, at Costco, that's just one package. <laughs> they say you have big packages there. <laughs> you buy lots of stuff at once. Kind of surprised in that punchline. I do have the... I never did get to the... The economics of the Costco rotisserie chicken, which is actually kind of interesting on why that works. It's so cheap. They sell a gazillion of them. Why they do it, everything. It's kind of. It's actually kind of interesting. I mean, like you could teach that in a in a school class and learn something. Um, before I get teaching to teaching business in schools, oh, my, my you got to so- teach transgenderism. <laughs> oh, jeez! Wow, you're like drunk uncle from Saturday Night Live the other night. That's what you are. I may put a little whiskey in my coffee this <laughs> just, morning. Like just throwing out red meat things you're mad about, like one line at a time. Yes. Have you ever seen Drunk Uncle? He is so funny. And he, Ages that's, ago. That's uh, Moynihan is his name. And yeah. He, 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 he left the show years ago, but they had him back the other night. He was funny. I liked when he was really drunk and he said, it's just kind of rambling about everything. Transgender. Blah, blah, blah. He just said the way he's drunk and he says, <laughs> you're too good for her, Tom. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Little so Tom funny. Brady, Giselle Bunchen reset. Wow! Oh God, he's funny. Um, uh, Kanye West fans are launching a GoFundMe to make him a billionaire again. If you <laughs> if you give to that, I really want oh. your money taken away from you. Oh, New York Post with the story. Uh, uh, Kanye uh, cited uh, in a. Uh, a shouting match at his little kid's soccer game with some other parent as Kim sat over there surrounded by security. What a weird life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. The, the, the being famous. Well, first of all, somebody I saw a headline the other day around uh, Brady and Giselle just to, about how divorce with kids is a tragedy always. And it, it is. I mean, I'm doing it myself. It's freaking the worst thing ever, ever, ever. Times 10. With hot sauce on it. I mean, you can't understand, understate how freaking awful it is. And it would be as bad or worse if you're those people. Can you imagine that? They're, they're trying to be at the six-year-old soccer game. Mm-hmm. And Kanye's there, and Kim's there, and the paparazzi's there, and, and people are egging on Kanye, and he gets in an argument with somebody, and oh my god. Jeez. Anyway. Um... 
Uh, I want to talk about political violence to kick off our two, some of the latest details in the hammer attack, which are just fascinating on their own. And then stop the hammering. Yeah, please. And then political violence in general, which is a confusing thing to wrap your head around. Hey, you know, one one more thing we got to squeeze in at some point is the Supreme Court to looking at affirmative action in college admissions yesterday and showing a great deal of skepticism about the eternal, uh, you know, application of that. When does it end? When does it stop? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have more on that, actually. I just came across this just now, so I'm kind of like ripping and reading on this story, but I just I like it so much. Maybe it's because I took out my trash last night because trash morning is Tuesday for me. So I set out. My big can with all the gross stuff in it, and then my separate can that is mandated by law that I have to pay for that I separate all the recyclables into and always wonder, is this doing any good or is this just a show? Well, the Boston Globe has got this story today. Of the 51 million tons of plastic waste U.S. households produced in 2021, just 2.4 million tons, only 5% were recycled, new research shows. The findings show that plastic recycling is a myth. Yes. It is mostly a myth. And this information is coming from Greenpeace because they care about the environment and they don't want it to be a myth. I I don't worry about the environment. I probably should. I just don't. But I don't like the whole ruse of you make me buy this thing and then I'm shamed into separating my cardboard and recyclables and then it all just goes in the same spot. <laughs> right. It all goes to the landfill. The vast majority of, of uh, communities in America all goes to the dump. Plastic, which is made from fossil fuels, is notoriously difficult to recycle. Has anybody told you that? Probably not. A major reason, there are thousands of varieties of the material, each with its own chemical makeup that require meticulous sorting to be processed. I've always wondered about this. How can the plastic milk jug and the little flimsy different kind of plastic, obviously, water bottle and all the different things go in the same thing? And the milk jug's got a little milk left in it, and this has got a little, you know, whatever gross stuff on it. Am I supposed to wash these all thoroughly before I put them in there? Yes. Well, I'm not going to. Oh, my God. Hundreds of millions of tons of plastic are produced each year, which is a problem for the environment. I do, seeing all the plastic together in one spot has an effect on me. Like, wow, we produced that much plastic in the last week? Stunning. And I know how it biodegrades most of it not very well. If plastic- well, in the over-packaging of various products, too. There's just way too much plastic. Um, they're expecting the amount of plastic we use to go up, not down. It's a tremendous amount of emissions, blah, blah, blah. But the idea that all all of us, all this recycling we're doing is just laughable. And uh, watch some of the YouTube videos of people who follow <laughs> or, or, or watch when the uh, garbage truck comes. And you know, if you live in a town where they got the four different kinds of recycling, landfill, paper waste, plastic, blah, blah, blah. I never know which thing to put my thing in. Uh, oftentimes they all just get thrown into the same thing and go to the landfill. So who's that for? Who's that making feel good? Probably the lefty activist class that's demanded it and will wear out the city council until it happens. So, yeah, you sort it into your four bins, the four trucks take it away, and then they all dump it on the same pile. Yeah. There's no, the part of the problem is, uh, in addition to the stuff you pointed out, there's no market for recycled materials. It's too expensive. Uh, China used to buy it, but now they're inundated, so they don't anymore. 
Uh, processing it is expensive. I, I think we're probably better off in coming up with some new biodegrades over the course of five years uh, substance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems like a good idea. Plus, I could do a better job. I, I, I don't want the world to be awash in plastic containers that don't decompose for a thousand years. I don't see how that does us any good. I, I could probably do a better job of like having a glass water bottle that I refill all the time instead of drinking out of these little plastic things that I throw away. Want to congratulate Danville, California, for reaching peak stupid on a Halloween costume that they deemed to be cultural appropriation and sent the kids home. Awesome. Tell you about that next hour. Seriously, this could be the all-time championship. What did I see the most of last night? I'll have to think that over and talk about that. Saw some good costumes. Saw the little kids are so dang cute on Halloween. It's just awesome. Uh, The Hammer Attack. Latest details. Fascinating. If you miss an hour of the show... Get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty, on demand. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.